0: So Nina, we're getting ready to tape and life just starts happening, right? So <laughs> little man hurt himself. He's been really emotional lately. He's crying. We think we've cheered him up and he just like burst out into tears again. And and these kind of events aren't how I want to remember our lives. They're an important part of life for all of our kids to know how to push through those hard times. But, you know, something I want for our family is that we have good memories that we can look back on you know, even adventures or these traditions within our family that we can fondly remember. When I speak about stuff like that, what what do you think of?
1: I think of times when we're playing games together. Like, that's a big thing that we do as a family. I think of date nights with just you and I getting, you know, being able to get away from the kids and, and spend some t- quality time together. I think of adventures we go on, whether that be like a vacation or... Even a smaller thing like camping. Those are some of the things I think about. Do you have anything you want to add?
0: In this episode, we're going to talk more about some of those things. And really, what the desire of our hearts for this episode is that we think about how we can intentionally develop memories. Because um, as we've been studying a little bit preparing for this podcast, we have learned that when a child especially a young child, thinks of their life and those positive memories with their parents especially has impact later on in their young adulthood and potentially even in their later years. But as you mentioned as well, there's certain things that you and I have in our minds. They're memories that we stand upon. They're kind of like these uh, Ebenezer stones that we've talked about in a prior episode. And when things get tough, we go back to the good memories. And, And not just when things get tough, when life happens, we go back to the good memories. And it it not only gives us something good to think about, but it also pushes us forward to pursue other good things in life.
1: And something else that um, one of our daughters has done for the last two Christmas times is put together a little memory album of some of those fun memories we've done throughout the year. And the kids like to go back and look at those memories and they're like, oh, or do you remember when we did this? And so It's a good um, talking point or just remembrance of times we've had together.
0: Life well lived, right?
1: Yes. Hey friends, welcome to the Encourage Inspire podcast. My name is Nina.
0: And my name is Nathan. In this episode, we'll be talking about 10 ways to make lasting memories with your family. We will focus on families because that's our stage of life, but all of these principles can be applied to couples as well.
1: Our passion is building faithful families. Thank you for walking alongside us as we share our stories and talk about the lessons we are learning.
0: Hey, Nina, as we talk about uh, memories and really any topic in general, something that comes to mind for me is I want to make sure it's beneficial that we share things that actually make an impact on other people and other families, but also I want to make sure that it's biblical. And, and to be honest, we were searching for verses about memories in the Bible and we kind of had a tough time, right?
1: A little bit. I mean, I had a I had a few in mind. You want me to go into those?
0: How about how about you go into those? <laughs> yeah. And uh, Nina's going to read some some of the proverbs.
1: Proverbs 15:13 says, "A glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart the spirit is crushed." And then Proverbs 17:22 says, "A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones."
0: So I guess something that that we're talking about as we're making lasting memories, we want to make positive, good, things you really want to remember kind of memories. Um, I I must admit there's things in my life that I remember that I kind of wish didn't happen. So so we do admit there are negative memories that some of us have in our lives or things that have happened in the past that definitely impact us. But what we're talking about today are those memories that make our heart glad, that make our face cheerful. Um, that don't crush us but are like good medicine. Mm. Those things in life that are worth it, that are worth doing in the moment and then worth doing afterwards and and remembering as well. Are making memories beneficial? And we did some research on that as well. And we're going to put some links in the about section of this episode just to let you know where we found some of this information. And you can look over that yourself and, and just study on your own. But something that stood out to me is positive perceptions of early parental relationships. So how I understand that is when a child has a positive perception about their life with their parents in their early ages, those people were less likely to have substance abuse. They were less likely to, um, or at least have lower depression, fewer health problems, especially in young adulthood. And something else that was interesting to me is they typically had higher levels of work um, quality and they had better personal relationships. So these studies are showing that kids that live in homes that that have just positive perception of life and how we're going to equate that is making good memories together, lasting memories together. There are obvious uh, benefits to that. Was there anything in any of the studies that, that stood out to you?
1: As I was looking through these different studies, they were showing the same results over and over again. And Even the American Psychological Association found that fond memories of childhood gave adults even better health, less depression, and fewer chronic illnesses as older adults. And this this specifically was regarding relationships with their parents in childhood. So
0: So we're talking about the benefit of a memory during childhood. It moves into young adulthood and... As they continue to study about this, they're they're making conclusions that this is even beneficial in in uh, late adulthood, which is incredible. Healthier minds, healthier bodies, and happier lives. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So again, we'll put these um, URLs in the show notes so that you can read it yourself. We were actually quite surprised and excited to hear what we kind of have felt anecdotally in our family was being proved out with with research. So uh, check that out. Okay. So here are the rules. We are going to do a countdown. We're going to go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and we'll blast off like a rocket. We're going to do a countdown. We're going to give 10 ideas. And, and to be honest, we're not talking like, I mean, this isn't rocket science. This is, these are things that we can be doing. Some of these items that we're going to talk about cost more. Some of the items we talk about require more time and effort. And so we're going to start with probably the lower category of cost and time and energy, things that can be done more often. And even though we're talking about it with a family bent to the conversation, these are things we believe that that couples can do as well. And Nina and I will try to interject some of those as well. So number 10, I'm going to try to drum roll on the table. Ooh, nice. It sounded good on the table. I don't know if it's going to sound good in the podcast, but number 10?
1: Movie nights.
0: And the reason why we're doing a top 10 countdown is this is episode number 10 of the Encourage Inspire podcast. Yeah, that's
1: pretty important. It's so, pretty exciting too.
0: Pretty exciting. So number 10?
1: Movie nights. So how do we do that, Nina? Well, for us and our family, I don't remember when we actually started this. It's been several years now. We're Maybe when we came back to the States. I don't know. But we usually pick Friday nights as our time to come together as a family. We eat pizza together and we pick out a family-friendly movie. Now, there are times we've separated younger kids and let them watch something more cartoony. And then the older kids and us will watch something. But it kind of depends.
0: But this is something that uh, we try to pull the whole family into. And, and we started creating very, um, I don't know if we intended to create culture and tradition around it. We didn't mean to say like, we're going to only eat pizza, but <laughs> Friday nights have become pizza nights and Friday nights have become movie nights. So if we don't do those things, our kids actually kind of question like, why aren't we having pizza on Friday? Why aren't we watching a movie together on Friday?
1: And they understand sometimes some things come up and we might adjust it to a different night or sometimes... It can't happen that week. But for the most part, we do try to to make that happen. And even Noah, our little guy, will ask, what day is it? Is it? Uh, and if I say, like, pizza, he's like, oh, in a movie. Or, like, he knows when I say certain things, it triggers a, a response even in him.
0: And already these fond memories or fond expectations, I guess, is a way to say it. So um, again, we're not super legalistic about it. We're setting, we're not legalistic about it. Not that we're not super, we're just just not legalistic (laughs) about it. But we do have a culture. So Friday nights, we deviate if we need to, and we try to replace it with a different night if possible. Sometimes our schedules don't allow it, but... We try to protect that time and do Friday movie nights. So,
1: and that is that happens in our home. Like we don't go to a movie theater to do this.
0: Good call out. We don't go to a movie theater because even with the cheap rates in our city on Tuesdays, <laughs> it would still be super expensive. In terms of how often, this is weekly, fifty-two times a year. We will either watch something from one of the streaming services that we've um, subscribed to, but. Where else do we find our movies, Nina? This is this is like free movie access. It's incredible.
1: Well, we sometimes get it from the library. The library. <laughs> well, and our church also has a library, and so there's sometimes where we'll we'll get a movie from our church library or from our own collection of DVDs.
0: Yes, so we have some like old DVDs that were, you know. Were produced and released before the kids were born. And sometimes we'll pull out a, a, an old classic. In, in Little Man, he'll even go, is this a library library movie or is this a church library movie? So he understands we, we have a couple of sources that, that help us out. So library movies, church library movies, our existing movie collection and um, streaming services. So we try to minim- minimize the cost of this because... We're doing it every week. Do we miss anything about movie night?
1: I think we... Well, okay. The other thing is, not only do we do pizza, but we also let the kids have a special drink when they eat pizza.
0: Special drink (laughs) night. So, yeah, we try not to let our kids drink their liquid sugar all the time, but there are special occasions. and so
1: We also get some special drinks from a local establishment that has pink lemonade or some kind of mango tropical where it's not as sugary, but it has a little bit of flavor to the drink. And so they like, they enjoy that.
0: So again, every Friday pizza night, movie night, special drink night. It is a memory to remember. And like we said earlier, earlier, little man, he asks about it. He he knows what day of the week it is based on (laughs) what kind of food we're eating and and what we're going to be doing that evening.
1: Okay, number
0: nine. Get drum roll. So uh, Nina kind of let the cat out of the bag already, but number nine is game nights. Now, I think this is something we would like to do every week. We have not found a way to implement it every week. So I think it's more appropriate to say in our family culture right now, it's impromptu game nights, yes, which just means uh, whenever we have time, whenever we have a time slot that would accommodate a game. Our our family really, really, really enjoys playing games together. And you'll see people playing games, uh, two-player games. And we have a couple of games that can accommodate six or seven people, which with a family of eight, that is incredible that six to seven of us can play at the same time. And we've even found ways to modify three or four-player games where you have partners and, and all of that stuff. So again we we grab the time when we can.
1: Well, we also have some outdoor games that we I like, like when yeah. the yeah, when the weather gets nice, spring like right now. It's nice to grab those and go play outdoors together.
0: And but when we're saying games, we're thinking like lawn sports, not like yeah. uh athletic team sports yet. We're going to kind of touch on some stuff like that a little bit later, but um, some of our yeah it's it's springtime and and we're looking forward to playing some games outside as well. now, this is something I do want to plan, and so uh this will become a more often like an every week <laughs> kind of thing as we prepare for um all of our wonderful beautiful daughters to start um being pursued by. Uh, godly young men, we've joked uh, to the point where it's no longer a joke. We're going to set up game night and you come to our house and we get to know you and you get to know us and it's not meant to be shotgun style scary. It's really about knowing our family culture, knowing what's important to us and figuring out how to, to be a part of that.
1: Yeah. I think it'll be fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> sure yeah it it will be, it will be fun my heart just oh thinking about um some of the next uh, adventures we will experience uh makes me excited because i i know this is how god will grow um our children in maturity but i also know that that some of these things coming up will
1: uh, it'll be, grow us too
0: <laughs> it'll grow us but there'll be heartache that we'll have to work through so uh, something we want to start is a weekly game night, and that's when all the pursuers, I guess, will come <laughs> and um, spend time with our family.
1: All right, Nathan, we've talked about weekly events that we've been doing, but now we're going to be talking about more regular events throughout the year. Can I drum roll? Oh, sure.
0: Okay, number eight,
1: kid dates.
0: Kid dates. Okay, so people are like, <laughs> what's <laughs> what, kid dates? What are what are kid dates? Hopefully everybody understands what an an adult date is, but a kid date. Do you want to explain, or do you want me to?
1: Well, this kind of just happened really with Naomi when she turned thirteen.
0: Don't go too much into thirteen because we're going to talk about milestones later. Oh.
1: Okay, well, let me let's... back
0: up. I got an I got an example. Okay. One of our uh young ladies really likes to go to a local fast food restaurant with me, and it's one of those places where you you park and you order and then they bring their food the the food to your door. She just she absolutely loves it. So, we don't necessarily go and get a full meal and eat in our car, but if if I order um a, a soda for her, and an order of onion rings, and we share it, it means the world to her. And so what we've started doing is the goal, the goal is probably once every three months. And what it means is it's just one-on-one time with our kids. It doesn't have to be super expensive. It doesn't have to be a long amount of time, but it's dedicated one-on-one time with intentional conversations away from everybody else.
1: Yeah, they're They each really enjoy this time just to have one-on-one time. And actually, our oldest daughter received a gift card at Christmas, and she's like, I can go with mom on a date because it was a coffee gift card, and her and I are the ones that really enjoy coffee. And I thought that was just really special that she...
0: She reciprocated.
1: Yeah, she thought, hey, we could go do this as a date, and so... Yeah, we try to do that with each of the kids. We have a couple kids that we haven't hit yet. That you in, this, both.
0: in this cycle. Yeah. And, and it's one child with one adult. It's not one child with both adults. Um, and again, just one-on-one time. So um, let's contrast our kid date philosophy with our dating philosophy. Do we want to date or wait every three months to have a date with each other? No. Okay, no, no. Um, ideally... I would want to put it in the other category, like weekly. Yes. But that doesn't happen. But I think our goal is maybe two times a month.
1: Probably. That's probably what it actually ends up being.
0: So two times a month to get out of the house, uh, for Nina and I to spend one-on-one time with each other, talking, and and everything, all of the points about the kid dates, one-on-one time, out of the house, away from everybody else, intentional conversations, that applies to kid dates and when Nina and I date as well, but we do try to do it more often. Now, do we always just like go all out on our dates? No, it's pretty
1: simple. I mean, we do, sometimes we do on more special occasions, but I'd say it's rather minimal.
0: Yeah. So we, we do have an understanding we can't spend hours and hours and hours away from home. And we do understand that, that responsible families have responsible budgets and we try to be responsible in that way. Yeah, but the dates aren't intended to be so money-focused that the kids expect mm. things. The dates, and hopefully for us as well, the dates are intended for us to focus on each other and make positive memories.
1: Right. Yeah, I'd agree.
0: And one last thing, we were talking about the the dates. Normally, there's some kind of food involved, and usually the, the, the kiddo that's being uh, dated, <laughs> the kiddo that we take out for the date, usually chooses... Um, something special and meaningful to them,
1: and it may not be food. It could be just a you know going out and getting a drink from somewhere. Like I said, with getting coffee. Yeah,
0: simple. Once every three months, and the reason why we do it once every three months is
1: we have six kids. We have
0: six kids, and, and <laughs> if we tried to do it more often, it would um, it well, would be if harder.
1: If we tried to do this even weekly, we'd be. Like every night of the week, we'd have some kind of Whoa. event with our kids.
0: We love them. But we do. Um, this, is, this is not weekly, not a weekly event for us. So, Nina, we just shared number eight. We're moving to number seven. I'm going to do a little drum roll. It'll be a polite little drum roll. <laughs> number seven is celebrating our personal giftings. Um, in particular, celebrating our kids' giftings. Now, let's talk this out a little bit, because this might not be super clear in the the title. What does that mean to us?
1: For me, that just means doing something with that child that they enjoy doing. So whatever their passion is or their interest, then trying to, to focus on that with them
0: so something interesting about this is the timing really depends on the child and that gifting so some giftings we see very easily displayed within our home and we want to celebrate that often as as often as we can but sometimes those giftings correlate to an activity or an event outside of the home so like one example would be a music concert our oldest loves playing the piano she has become very talented at it and what that means is as a family now we go and we celebrate with her, we make a memory with her as we watch the fulfillment of of her practice. What are some of the other ways that we we show this or, or celebrate this?
1: Well some of our other girls are a little bit more talented with art. With drawing. And so we've had even some art shows for them that will go and, and celebrate that gifting. And uh, uh, some other kids really enjoy playing sports. And so we go to their games and enjoy watching them grow and mature in that particular area.
0: So sometimes these celebrations are seasonal. You know, we don't have softball season 12 months out of the year. Um, art does take place in the house often. The piano <laughs> is being played in the house often, but some of these celebration events um, they occur less often and, and they're seasonal. Now, something about this that's that's kind of challenging is is the the expense of these events can be small or large. Mm-hmm. Um, like with with music, learning music, oftentimes there's a a weekly fee that's associated with practicing or or if you're joining a sports team you have to have a sign up fee to be a part of the team and and so I, I don't think we can really categorize this as inexpensive or expensive i think there's a a large range on this one yeah now another thing though is due to the size of our family and how we choose to protect our our week how we choose to protect our time as a family we don't let our kids do everything so we don't have an expectation that all kids have to do a sport and art and a musical instrument. Um we we don't have that, I guess the flexibility just because if we did that, um we'd be doing something again every night. We'd be doing five or six things every night, and that's that's not feasible for how we want to do life.
1: Yeah. Number six, Nathan. Are you gonna do the drum roll? Enjoying God's creation. So, what do you think of when you think about doing or making memories in God's creation?
0: So, something we've done, and this has only been in the last three years, I guess. Um, we started camping, and we went online and we found one of those websites that tell you different places you can camp. and And we were kind of afraid to go to a, a state park to start off because we didn't know if we'd have kids crying throughout the night. But but we went. And we were isolated and just got to spend some time together as a family and roughing it a little bit. And and really, honestly, I couldn't have been more pleased with how everybody handled it. Um, Our oldest, our youngest, everybody had a great time. And I think part of it was the, the camaraderie of working together and then the experience of spending the night together under the stars. And, you know, it was just a really great thing. And it's something we try to do. As often as we can, I guess, probably
1: once or twice a year. Really, yeah, I,
0: I wish we could do this one more
1: mm. and
0: make more memories, but, um, that that's just not possible. So where we live, we have quite a few great locations we can go and, and visit. What are your thoughts about, about camping?
1: I mean, I, I agree. I think it's, a it just, it's a way to unplug and just really focus on the outdoors, being together as a family, doing something in nature together, whether that maybe going on a hike or jumping in a lake or whatever it is. It's it's just fun to do it differently and being outside together.
0: And I liked what you said about being unplugged. You know, we started off the episode talking about family movie nights, which is, you know, electronic digital digital focus, but that can be done every week of, of the year. When when the weather's appropriate and when we can find a great weekend, this is something that we we really enjoy doing. We've also extended this outside of just our family making memories together, but being a part of other people's lives and like camping or hiking, these are memories that can extend outside of just your your core family unit and, and can be a blessing as you experience it with other families as well. We are at number five and five is different. Oh, Nina, drum roll. I hope this sounds good on the podcast. <laughs> Number five is outings. And I think why we categorize this differently, you might think of camping and hiking as, as an outing as well, but there's something special to me about being in God's creation. But the outings are probably more like temperature-controlled environments. Um, things that come to mind would be roller skating. We did that in the last couple of months. Um, some of the kiddos loved it. A couple of them...
1: Did not like it.
0: Didn't like it at all. This is where we would put something like watching a movie in the movie theater together. Ice skating, we've enjoyed going to science centers um, in different parts of of the U.S. Any other outings you can think of?
1: No, I mean, I, I think we, I can't think of anything other than what we've already mentioned.
0: Now, I think one thing to distinguish is this is not outings of our kids with other kids. This is outings that we spend as a family unit. Being intentional as, as dad, as father, to get away from work, to take off some time on occasion so that I can go do these things with, with you mm-hmm. and, and the kiddos. How often? Maybe a couple, three times a year, kind of depending yeah, on,
1: yeah.
0: on um, what's available. And the cost, again, kind of um, ranges.
1: Oh, I thought of another one, bowling.
0: Bowling.
1: So we've done that.
0: We enjoyed that. We had like a summer pass one, mm-hmm. one year and, and bolt a lot. Oh, the and, well, I was going to say the zoo. The zoo is an outing, but enjoying God's creation. Ooh. Yeah. Where does that one go?
1: It, I think it could go in either one. It's not temperature controlled, but it, it can be if you run, over, uh, run under the water sprinklers <laughs> in the summer. <laughs>
0: okay. So uh, we don't know where zoo goes. It's in one of those. Again, these are outings where we just spend time together, intentional time together, having an experience that is not the normal experience. And again, being very intentional about dad being present as well, not just everybody besides dad. Any final thoughts on that one?
1: I think that, yeah, I think we've covered it. We've talked about creating weekly memories. And then we've also talked about creating those memories a little bit more frequently, two to three times a year.
0: Well, or quarterly. Or you know.
1: quarterly, yeah. And you can break it up in the year like that. And now we're going to talk about yearly memory making. What are some of those yearly memory makings that we do?
0: Yearly memory makings? <laughs> I like it. I like it.
1: <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, yeah. We need to do our drum roll. Drum roll. I want to drum roll. Are we on number three? I hope so. I think we're on number three. Let's go with it.
0: And if we're wrong, we'll just have two number threes. And you guys can enjoy. So this is,
1: I get excited about number three. Nina this definitely is gets excited
0: about number three.
1: Are we ready? Birthday celebrations.
0: And we have a lot of birthday celebrations in our house. Not only are there a lot of birthday celebrations, there are long birthday celebrations. We do weekend celebrations typically, right?
1: Yeah,
0: so, usually. So what? What's a part of a typical birthday celebration because we do the same pattern consistently, right?
1: Yeah. So usually what happens is, whoever birthday it is, we'll decide what kind of cake they want to do, what kind of balloon decorations, colors they want to use, and streamers. I usually let them pick out like um, inexpensive plates and napkin color, the- you know, theme it with usually colors. Or, But a lot of times, um, some of the kids now have been doing book themes or winter, spring theme type of things um, for their birthday celebrations. And so those are the traditions that we build into the birthday. And they also will get to pick out their breakfast selection, lunch, and dinner. And so...
0: So over the course of a weekend, usually every participant gets a a single, usually just one breakfast, lunch, and dinner right. selection, right? Yeah. They, they don't pick out the meals for the whole weekend. Oh, no, but, but it's
1: just the, yeah.
0: But over the course of those three days, depending on our schedule, a breakfast, a lunch, a dinner, the way we put up our decorations have been consistent for years, right? Like yes. The streamers go across the ceiling fan a certain way. The balloons are hung a certain way. There's... A, a particular happy birthday banner that's always in the same location. And so we we know the setup. It's really easy to set it up, but there's variety in the colors and in the theme. And uh, Nina, you've always done a great job of, of trying to accommodate birthday cake wishes and, uh, (laughs) with, with some of the older girls able to step in and help out the burden of that is, is not as challenging anymore. It's
1: nice that they, and they want to participate in that and they want to help make the cake. And so I've just let them go ahead and do that.
0: So, so it's become such a normal tradition that the kiddos can implement now, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we can step back a little bit and just watch how the memories of the past are impacting the memories we plan on making um, today,
1: and, and we have a couple of girls that are very creative and and like to get in there and be creative with the the theme and the the design of what that might look like. How we do the balloons or streamers because it is a li- it's still kind of in the same area, but it's different depending on the theme.
0: So we messed up. That was number four.
1: That was number four. <sighs>
0: Whoops. Number three. <laughs> so uh, number three is going to be a little different. Um, it's it's the ministering together category. No drum roll. Ministering together category. Um, the reason why we put this as yearly, I want to clarify, this is a <laughs> weekly and a yearly, but we have a couple of key events that we do every year. Nina heads this up. And, uh, one of those is egging houses. So we buy like 20 dozen eggs and we go to our neighbors and we throw the eggs at their house, right? No. Okay. Tell us <laughs> more Nina. Cause it seems like you have a better idea of what we do.
1: Well, you just take some plastic eggs,
0: plastic
1: eggs. There you go. And you fill it with some candy. Um, and then
0: good candy or bad candy.
1: I try to get good candy. Okay, That's good. There's always one empty egg though, because Mm. we do this for Resurrection Sunday to represent that Jesus has uh, come back to life and so he's no longer in the grave. And so there is an empty egg for that just to have a memory of that. And then we make cookies, like lots of cookies and decorate them. We throw those at people's houses? No, we wrap them up neatly. and place them on their porch. But you know what? It's getting harder because people have rings now ring doorbells or whatever that's called. The
0: the kiddos wanted to like dress up in stealth mode. So they were putting <laughs> on black hats and trying to cover their faces. But, um, I, I received several, um, pictures, you know, over the phone before you all got back about how you got caught multiple times. And, <laughs> and, and it's, it's really cool that even though I wasn't with you this year, I got to see the, the fruits of your labor. But um, yeah, you guys go into stealth mode. So we do cookies, like sugar cookies, good sugar right. cookies oh, yeah. around Resurrection Sunday. But also we have a similar tradition around Christmas with sugar cookies,
1: right? Yes, we go and drop off cookies at some of our friends and core group people's houses. Uh, sometimes we also hide um, little candy canes in their yard. I don't know if we've done that every year, but we have done that a couple of times.
0: So these are are two events that we do, you know, at specific times of the year around Resurrection Sunday, around Christmas, and just a way to connect with the people and and love on the people that we do life with um, as a part of our church body. Now, you know, I, I, I classified ministering together, making those memories because our kids, again, this is one of those things that if we didn't do it, the kids would be upset. Because this is one of those things that our family does. This is one of the ways that that we do life together. Um, but this also gets to pour into our weekly lives. There's people that we connect with and, and people that we love on and want to, to encourage um, as a part of the body of Christ. And, and so, yes, two events that are yearly, but ministering together can be a weekly endeavor and something that builds long-lasting memories.
1: They really do enjoy this time, though, and it, it takes a lot of time and effort, and it takes all the kids' work and energy to, to make this happen, but it's mm. it's so much fun.
0: That's a great reminder, um, uniquely and diversified giftings that come together to work together to bless others. I like it. Nina, what number are we on?
1: We are on number two. Let's do it together. You ready? All right, ready? Yours
0: are louder than mine.
1: Am I stronger? No. <laughs> nice nice i'm just kidding i'm definitely not stronger than you wow
0: okay so number two um something we desire to do every year is some type of family vacation there's a family listening that has blessed us year after year Mm. and that has been extravagant for us yes um and so it, it was just a sweet blessing of a family loving on us um and really that's like for me, that's like my perfect vacation. Yeah. I, I know you sometimes. Uh, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna deviate from the memories real quick for all the couples out there, um, and for potential couples, um, knowing your vacation compatibility with your spouses is something you need to figure out sooner than later, so you know how to alleviate some of the frustration. So I would be totally fine being a hermit out in the middle of nowhere and not seeing anybody, but Nina enjoys seeing people.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to just spend all the time indoors. I like to do a little bit of outdoor activity with indoor activity. So I like doing both on vacation.
0: We realize, especially with vacations, our oldest is going to be moving out of the house sooner than later. Mm. And as time progresses, more kids will be moving out. Um, there's one kid who doesn't want to move out. But, you know, some of these things are, are limited time. We we don't have an infinite amount of time to do family vacations anymore.
1: And they all talk about it and say, when are we going to get to go do this again? And so they, they really look forward to that concentrated family time. That just really means a lot to them, I think.
0: And I think that's great. Um, call out is sometimes it's not about where you're going or what you're doing, but it's about whom you're doing it with and where mm. whom you're going with. And, and I, hope, I hope we have a family culture where they, the kids continue to want to be with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, when they have the chance to leave, that they want to come back and visit us with their families. In terms of time commitment, like, you know, normally a vacation is going to be a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to to carve out that time, sometimes that's a struggle. Then you have the logistical planning, then you have the financial responsibility. And like I'd mentioned er- earlier, sometimes the parents, the adults don't have the same expectations on vacation. And Nina and I have been able to work through that over the years. We're on the same page now, but I have to give a little bit. Nina gives a little bit so that we can make it the most enjoyable. For time. both
1: of us. And for the and kids. And for the female, Yeah,
0: because. Our kids show the spectrum of how we enjoy vacation. True. They kind of enjoy it the same way. Some are more, would prefer us to be away from people. Some prefer us to be out and with people more. So it's very interesting. But yeah, family vacations, we want to do this as often as we can responsibly do it. Mm -hmm. Just so that we have the memories of of time with our, our kiddos under our roof.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hey, so let's move on to the least often type of memory making the least often celebrations that 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 we have thought of and uh you you referenced it earlier it's, <laughs> it's a part of birthday celebration but we call it celebrating milestones
1: okay it's, so number
0: <gasps> ooh, you added extra
1: yeah it just general. came it was just it's because it's number one
0: number one celebrating milestones and uh you know we did our top 10 because this is our 10th episode but in our family there are important milestones that we celebrate the 13th birthday the 16th birthday spiritual milestones like coming to faith you know you make a calendar every year and everybody's spiritual birthdays in the calendar what have we decided we want to do for some of these milestone birthdays
1: it kind of organically happened on accident. I don't know how to, like, that's the best way I know how to say it. It's, well, because...
0: We didn't mean to do it?
1: Yeah, but it ended up happening that way. And it, it we birthed something, I guess you could say. You have
0: birthed a lot of somethings.
1: <laughs> True. This is a different birthing.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: Just to make, yeah, a birth, a m- memory birth. <laughs> so we had we had this opportunity it 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 really was just pieces coming together where naomi was turning 13 and casting crowns was coming to our area and that's one of our favorite groups and naomi and i both love listening to music and so i thought oh this would be a perfect gift for her 13th birthday would be going to a casting crowns concert and Nathan has to be careful because you can't really do concerts very well. Uh, sorry about that. I'm old. But it was 2020, and it got canceled.
0: So they waited a whole <gasps> year.
1: We waited 18 months to celebrate her 13th special birthday, but she we was did get 14. to. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get to celebrate it, and then it just and since that was that that was something that t- cost a lot more than what we would usually spend like we don't spend a lot of money on birthdays and this did cost a lot more and so that's kind of how that developed i think was like oh this is a very this is a special milestone birthday and so when it came nora's turn she's more artsy and so we went to an art studio and painted together and so that's, that's, so we kind of try to, from Naomi's accidental memory-making opportunity we came up with. It,
0: it makes it sound like you just like <laughs> tripped on the street and like fell into a concert.
1: That's kind of how it felt like it happened. It, it,
0: there was a, there was planning and intentionality. Well, no. There, oh, there
1: was, I know. But we, but I didn't go into her 13th birthday saying... Oh, it's her thirteenth birthday, so let's do this extra special activity that represents who she, what she enjoys doing. But that's what it became, and then I felt like that's what it could become for our other kiddos.
0: Gotcha. This is kind of a, a hyped up, souped up version of kid dates, uh, but specifically on the thirteenth birthday, and we're pl- we've we've started the tradition with our oldest again um, on her sixteenth, and so. Um, a parent goes with a child on a special event, and we're gonna try to, even though it hasn't played out this way completely, uh, one parent take one milestone and a, a different parent take the other milestone, if if possible. It's just a way of of celebrating their lives, celebrating their interests. For Nina and I to be a, a part of that, and something that also that that we celebrate is, is spiritual growth. So, you know, I was just kind of thinking of of baptism. Mm. Um, uh, commitment to ministry and and there's spiritual things that we can celebrate as well, but the physical getting older birthday celebrations we're, we're going to try to highlight 13 and, and 16. and and we've actually had family and friends that have helped us celebrate some of these milestones and you know, even though we we think about making memories as a core family, some of our memories are are spread out across other families and extended family. You know, we, we like to be able to celebrate our life, our kids' lives with, with other people as well. Definitely. So let's go back to Proverbs. Proverbs fifteen thirteen says, A glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart the spirit is crushed. And Proverbs 17, 22 says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. For Nina and I, we want to have memories that fill our hearts with joy and make our, our faces smile and we want that for our kiddos as well. And and to live life in such a way where they see a culture of joy so that they will continue that in um, their lives in the future. And we're building memories because we believe in the, the physical, emotional, and spiritual health of our kiddos. And we know that if they can look back on these time in our life, in their lives as well, um, there's benefits for them. Um, scientific benefits, spiritual benefits, and... And we're going to invest that time today so that they can enjoy those benefits in the future.
1: I like that. I think that's really cool.
0: Thanks. (laughs) So um, as always, thank you for being a part of um, our experience as we continue to podcast. Thank you for being with us for episode number
1: 10. It's really exciting that we have made it to 10. We made it. (laughs) We made it.
0: (laughs) And and the goal is to get to 11. So um, (laughs) just wait till number 11. Let us know what you think. Please reach out. Let us know things that are important to you. And we are working through ideas all the time on how we can communicate, how God is moving in our life, how we can share our story so that we can encourage you in your walk. And really the inspiration part for me is, is from God. Yeah. We encourage each other. God inspires us. And uh, that's what this podcast is about.
1: We wouldn't have been here without him anyway. It's it's all about him moving in our life and, and stretching us and growing us in, in him and with other people.
0: I agree. Have a great day. We appreciate you all and uh, talk to you later.
1: Blessings.